And I'm Dave. And this is Preview with a Prior. The show where we speculate about the upcoming episode of Better Call Saul. Often motherfucking incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to uh, cuss unnecessarily there for no reason. Well, so. apparently even our, uh, our, our wrap-up show, we are often incorrect as well. Because holy cow, we got called out on some missed, <laughs> some missed yeah, references. Yeah, but I mean like... A lot of, uh, yeah, but okay, so I'm going to go over why some of that is, okay, we'll just go over that in a bit. So let's We're going to make excuses. I, I have some excuses in mind, trust me. Yep. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's do listener correspondence. Listener correspondence. All right. Here we go. From Facebook, Ray Tillinghast says, hey guys, the cab driver is Nacho. That's what he thinks. He says, I looked uh, at the credits and that is not Michael Mandel credited as the cab driver. Yeah, but this would be like an older, older nacho. I'm just saying. I didn't see the eyes. Honestly, I didn't. I I think that I would have saw his eyes and Mm -hmm. been like, oh, those look like an old, you know. Michael Mandel does have some dreamy eyes. He's got those long eyelashes. He's he's, he's he's a a, dreamboat. Yeah, he's a a handsome dude. It's that Latin flair. Mm, Exactly. So Ray gives off a whole list of. uh, uh, a whole list of uh, reasons why he thinks this should be. He says uh, he's from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. He has an axe to grind with Saul Goodman. He's yep. very capable. And uh, he is also somebody with experience in causing heart attacks in people. <laughs> That's what he says. I like it. Yeah. But you you uh, you kind of shit on Ray really quickly there. So that was- <laughs> Wait. No, that actually makes a lot of sense. If maybe the panic attack was induced by something, maybe he, he, he spiked his drink or lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Turned up the yeah. AC, switched out his pills. Mm-hmm. He says he, he could well have been messing with Saul's meds or sneaking some other drugs into his lunch. This would mean that he knew when Saul would be having an attack and possibly be hanging around as an Uber driver or taxi, whatever, to see where Saul lives. Hmm. He says, uh, I couldn't make out much by reflection in the rear view, uh, but that could have been an older, pissed off, experienced poisoner like Nacho. I like that a lot. That's an interesting theory. And maybe, maybe, and maybe Saul was, or Gene was clever enough to not go home because he told me to take him back to work and he didn't Mm -hmm. even get that far before he jumped out. But he never would have found out where Gene lived in that particular plan. Yeah. Okay. Matthew Lavinley from uh, Facebook uh, says, hey, guys, your show is amazing. Uh, thank you, Matthew, for being the only person that thinks that. That's pretty <laughs> cool of you. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's nice of you to, uh, to lie to yourself like that. That's great. <laughs> he does say it's one of my favorite podcasts out there, which is cool because it happens to be one of my favorite podcasts, too. Mainly for it's funny, like as we record it, we kind of laugh and then when I'll listen to it like on my way to work or something just to see how it came up. And I always chuckle. I'm like, Oh, we're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I do that. I do this. I like proofread basically online. Mm-hmm. I always listen to it online yeah. and I, I enjoy ourselves. Gotcha. So he sends out a <laughs> bunch of bullet points here. He says, uh, this is Matthew from Facebook. Uh, Kim broke down because she was trying to deny the fact that Chuck killed himself and it was all Jimmy's fault. She's lost it because she realized that Jimmy is either mentally disturbed, uh, not being, at all moved by the reveal or she's uh, realizing she's with a total asshole who doesn't care. He pushed Chuck to this. 
kind of in line whatever but what i've been saying right yeah that's it's so layered i mean i'm sure there's just a, a i'm sure there's myriad reasons why she broke down mm-hmm. and uh, i think we've probably mm-hmm. all touched on a little bit of that mm-hmm. by the way anybody listening if you're hearing like the weird dings uh, I'm actually technically working because I work from home and I'm also the boss, but this is what I'm choosing to do during my work day. <laughs> <laughs> I am also working from home today, but I don't have dings in the background because I work on the same program that we record on. Mm-hmm. I have two computers and my <laughs> cell phone going right now. So, all right, here we go. Uh, he says two. I'm not sure that we'll ever see Walt or Jesse. Uh, but with the introduction, introduction of Todd's eventual boss, we will see more of that crew or will we see more of that crew and their escapades as robbers? Hmm. Probably. There Probably. was some, uh, some of the characters have like seven or six, uh, credited scenes already or episodes already. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine it's going to get more into that. Says, uh, will we ever see Jimmy in and out? Oh yeah. Um, actually, uh, thanks to Inviso, our invisible producer who looked it up online, Mm-hmm. It is actually uh, the gentleman who will do the jail time for you. Jimmy oh yes, Cano. yes, that's. And right. you actually, you actually got that before Inviso, the producer. So good job, Dave. <laughs> I completely, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I completely forgot about that guy. But man, that'd be cool bringing him into. See, that's the thing is like all these characters they have these weird roles in Breaking Bad. They got to happen eventually. So why not right. in this series? Yeah, totally. I- I would like to almost see a spinoff series of just Jimmy in and out. <laughs> Every episode from... could be a different time that he goes into jail. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. Uh, he says, uh, number four, was there any romance between Gus and Gail? Hmm. Um, okay. So part of what we missed about Gail was the fact that, um, it's like the Jesse Pinkman thing where it's going to be really hard to make somebody look like they're a teenager when they're 35, 40 years old now. Uh-huh. Which is why I think that we thought Gail was a professor and not a student at a college and not a high school. You're right, right. Um, so that would kind of make Gus a pedophile. What? <laughs> <laughs> How many if they were hanging out before he graduated high school. I'm I'm totally lost. I'm totally lost with your train of thought. If Gus put Gabe through I think college what he's saying, because they were lovers, is that what he said? Romantic between Gus and Gail? Yeah. Oh, I see where you're going, right? So if Gus gave him the scholarship and paid for his school, then that would mean that they're romantically involved before then. So therefore, Gail would have been underage. Ah. Right? Yes. Gotcha. So, I mean... Maybe maybe in their adult lives, maybe perhaps or concurrently with what's going on now and into Breaking Bad. Sure, why not? Right? Wouldn't be the weirdest thing that's ever happened on this show. No, I, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I like mean, it's not, not even really that weird. So maybe, possibly. I mean, we've never seen anything to the contrary. So yeah, why not? Gail and Gus, they're a thing. Let's go with that. That sounds great. <laughs> right, but you know, but I I thought people kind of speculated that when Gus's uh, partner got killed. I think people maybe speculated that there might have been like a romance between those two as well, and that's why mm. Gus kind of took it so personally. Yeah, so perhaps, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? He is an eccentric um, Latin lover. Hmm. Uh, he also says, lastly, Nacho is going to get killed because the owner of the Mexican restaurant is going to get his air conditioner repa- repaired and inform 
the twins that somebody sabotaged it. They'll put two and two together. He says, admittedly, that's a stretch. Totally. I just want that to happen. It is a stretch. Um, I like the first half of the argument or the, the theory hypothesis mm-hmm. that, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe Nacho gets killed by the murder twins, but mm-hmm. I don't see anybody being like, oh, the air conditioner temperature got turned up. So let me reverse go through this entire elaborate plan to figure out that Nacho, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, he must have turned the AC off. So Hector had a freak out. So that way the pills that he took didn't work because Nacho replaced them with uh, placebos. Maybe maybe it'd just be more like if the, if that scenario did happen, it would just be more like a uh, like hey, that's kind of odd, and it'll just be one of those things like they they connect the dots later on. They are pretty paranoid, and you know yeah. gangsters tend to be pretty paranoid about that stuff. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, plausible, plausible. Yeah, okay, uh, half a point. Retro <laughs> at Twitter has a couple things. He says, hey, guys, the secret has already been revealed. Gus gave Gail a scholarship to UNM. Yep. Yep. We just discussed that. Um, mm-hmm. Was swinging a miss on our part. <laughs> yeah, he says, Gus was at UNM, not a high school, and Gail is still a student, not a professor. And looking okay. back, that is a really fancy, nice high school. But <laughs> us, us going to the high school that we went to, which consisted of like 30 classrooms on two floors of one right. building. Um, we don't right. really know what a nice high school looks like, so we kind of right. <laughs> shot exactly. in the dark. <laughs> you know how like you know how you see colonial America, you know, like in history books and in movies and documentaries, and they have like the school marm, and she would have several <laughs> different grades going on at the same time. Like at the left would be kindergarten, but at the far right would be fifth grade. Right. Our high school was a lot like that. <laughs> except for with an unpaved parking lot. Because <laughs> I'm sure even in the 1800s, they somehow paved a parking lot, <laughs> except for where we went to high school, they had unpaved parking lots. And it, it's, uh, yeah. So look, we, we didn't go to a fancy high school with money or like <laughs> teachers who cared or, or opportunities yeah. for people to succeed and learn. Okay. S- successful you, extracurricular programs. Right. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure they wrote my high school diploma on a piece of purple construction paper with a felt tip marker and a gold star attached to the bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say like fun. What other like, like fancy high schools, they may be located on a campus, which is a collection mm-hmm. of buildings. We went to high school in the building. <laughs> yeah, which was literally right across the street from my house. <laughs> like, like, right next to the middle it, school, which is also a building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess I wasn't. Maybe that one dude, maybe that one dude said it was right. Maybe we really are country bumpkin. <laughs> here's, here's a fun fact. Uh, one, I walked out midway through the graduation. And uh, much to the chagrin and annoyance of my parents. And <laughs> two, um, to this day, I have never seen my high school diploma, nor do I know where it's at. Nice. Nice. Right. Because you got the little booklet, and, it, uh-huh. and I guess you had to go back and pick up your diploma. Yep. So I guess that was their insurance policy for you not doing anything stupid at the ceremony. But <laughs> since I left early, my parents said they got it because I actually brought this up like a year ago, but like, 
to this day, I've never seen my high school diploma. I honestly wouldn't even know what the fuck <laughs> it looks like, or I'm not even really, all I know is like in a black folder thingy. I have no idea yeah. what that looks like. I've seen yeah, mine But once. then again, I, I also have zero yearbooks. I've never bought a yearbook. I didn't care. I was just like, oh, cool. Well, I'm done with this place. I'll see you fools later in life. And that was it. <laughs> I, like, I've I, never had been- to, I had to stick around my graduation because I was a senior class president, which I ran for as a joke and won. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never been to a high school reunion. I've, I belong to zero class of 1998 Facebook groups. Uh, the one time they were going to have a, a high school reunion, the nice girl who I remember being nice anyway, asked me if I was coming and I flat out told her, I was like, well, I wouldn't come to my high school reunion if it was held in my backyard and I had the day off work. Like, <laughs> I, I just, whatever. I hope everybody's doing well, but like, I don't feel personally high school was that big of a deal to me. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? Like to me, it was just like one last thing I had to do before I could move. Like right. <laughs> that was all <laughs> like, while everybody's nice and I hope everybody's doing well, I don't have this weird reverence that a lot of people have for, yeah. for high school. That was yeah. one thing when I, when I ran for president, which it, it could not happen today because uh, we, our campaign slogan was vote mail. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually put posters in the hallway that said vote mail uh, because there was no mail in the previous three years that ever got elected. And then they told me I had to do the reunions, and I said, no, uh, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Because I remember our 10th was like meet at the town festival, so I went to a different bar. <laughs> 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 and uh, I was supposed to like go on stage and turn the tassels in front of everybody. And I thought I was going to get to say something, and I didn't. And I was like, that was the one thing I wanted actually would have done. Because I had this whole thing, this hilarious, like probably irreverent speech planned in my head. But mm-hmm. no, all I had to do was flip my fucking tassel over, like lead the crowd in doing it. <laughs> awesome. Now that you've learned a lot more about us than you really needed to know. Okay, moving on. Rutro also says uh, he also brings up the point that the uncut pizza was a reference to Walt throwing the pizza on the roof of his house and Breaking Bad. But that wasn't our point. How, how it all came up. See, here's what happens. In case you haven't noticed, Dave and I will just talk and somebody will bring up a topic and then we just kind of take it from there. Yeah. We're all aware Walt threw the pizza on the roof. We're all aware that the uncut pizza is a reference to Walt tossing the uncut pizza on the roof. I was. What we were discussing was (laughs) Dave wondered out loud if you could order a pizza uncut. Like, and I took that as like, in real life, can you do that? And yes, in real life, you can. It's a very common thing in Chicago, and that is the correct way to order a pizza uh, as it's getting delivered. And yeah, while we're on the topic, I, Danny Goodman on Twitter, Danny Goodman on Twitter, how dare you correct my pronunciation of Lou Malnati's? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so Danny must be from the Chicagoland area because as yeah. a, I listen to sports talk radio. But I definitely mm-hmm. have discovered how much people from Chicago love to add syllables that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Or if, yeah. you're, if your last name is pluralized, they'll take off the S. If it's singular, they'll add the S. And it drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> like the wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey was called Jeffries by like 50% of the callers. So yeah, Malanadis, no. There's no A between the L and the N. Right. Malanadis. Yeah, but... He says it's Lou Mal uh, not E. <laughs> Which is probably right. <laughs> yeah, he's probably 100% correct. But you know what? 
I will act indignant till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't uh, Louis Mal is what real Chicagoans call him. Louis Mal. <laughs> I just made that shit up. I don't even care. <laughs> okay, moving on. Wait, I, I do Mom. want to. I, I want to confess. I did not catch mm-hmm. the Breaking Bad reference to the pizza on the roof. I remember the pizza oh. on the roof. I thought it was hilarious. I never paid attention to the fact that it wasn't sliced, and somebody brought up the fact that there was kind of a debate on it being sliced mm-hmm. or not. So it is an awesome joke that went over my head. I will admit that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I was just um, I I thought you were just saying like, do people really order pizza like? That? Well, because answer, I missed the previous argument in Breaking Bad about sliced or unsliced. I never. I was just oh, pizza on the roof. That's funny. Didn't notice it wasn't sliced. Fair enough. Uh, Mall of America says murder twins aren't good detectives. They never question why tires on the right side of the car are blowing out. Uh, even though they were presumably not in the direct line of fire from the silver car. But I don't right? think, I don't think they set it up to look like they got spike stripped. I think, yeah, we were in agreement on that. Mall of America is yeah. right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, right. Okay. That tire so, should not be blown out. That tire would not have caught in a bullet. I got you. Without okay. a spike strip. Well, then. Gotcha. Okay. Good call. Good call, Mall of America. Uh, okay. Here we go. Ryan S on Twitter. Uh, I strongly disagree with your suggestion that the letter was written shortly before the suicide. Chuck spoke his mind when they last spoke. He never expressed pride in his brother in Better Call Saul, and he doesn't bullshit. I believe it was written years before, likely before his illness. You could be right. You could yeah. be right. I mean, didn't I bring that up? I was like, I don't think he wrote that. You did. As like a, yeah, I think I think that was written way before as like a, uh, I agree with Ryan S. I'm, I'm on the side, mostly so we can have conflicting viewpoints that it was written soon when, when Chuck knew he was going to go, he wrote that letter. I'm going to go I've with seen that. The the- I've seen the theory out there bantied about that um, Kim wrote the letter. Ah. So then she would be that- freaking out because he's not responding the way that she wants him to respond to the letter. Right. So maybe she was like sparing his feelings or something like that. And his whole response was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool, bro. And Thanks she's for just paying like, off my credit card. And she's like, holy cow, this didn't work because women trap you like that all the time. And then freak out when you don't respond the way they want you to respond. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you double down on everything. That's, that's what I do. All right, here we go. Uh, Tom Denning says, what the fuck was that? Fastest episode ever. I thought that too. I thought it like moved along pretty quickly. It did. It felt, it felt quick. That's what she said. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times (laughs) when I watch the episodes, (laughs) a lot of times when I watch the episode, I'll uh, check the time on it and I'll be like, holy cow, so much has happened. How much longer can this possibly go on? And then I'll be surprised. I'll be like 10 more minutes. What the fuck? Right. But this episode, I felt like you blink and it was over. It just, it just moved along really quickly. It felt like. I agree. I agree. Yep. Well, this had the, no, the previous episode had that big artsy montage. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooter's Garage says, uh, here's your positive feedback. You guys love the show, making you both geniuses and awesome. You know, I, I actually really do. I, I actually do. Uh, I actually think maybe it's because we're so invested in this with the podcast and everything like that. But I actually think I kind of like this show better than Breaking Bad. I've been saying and, that for the past like two seasons. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've watched Breaking Bad at least twice that I can remember, but it's still so far distant in my memory. Like I'm really impressed by the people because I'll, I'll pick up things. I'll be like, oh, that was obviously from Breaking Bad. But sometimes the folks that respond to us or email us like, 
it, it really impresses me that what people remember yeah. from from that series. It's just completely impressive. And and once again, uh, I am not going to go scour the Breaking Bad wiki to find everything that I might have missed because I, I I like what I the the whole point of this podcast is that we enjoy it in the moment. Right. Right. So it's like. Yeah, we get it out when the credits run, and we try to record shortly after we watch it because the whole point is like it's literally as if ten thousand of us were Fresh sitting takes. in a room, huh? Fresh takes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just we're just buddies hanging out, eating beer, eating beer, and drinking pizza. Well, yeah, but I mean, and if <laughs> and if just we, bullshitting, and of course, if we did do the super detailed, super analytical podcast, then we're putting out the same podcast everyone else is, and we're just you know we're we're uh, complimentary. I, one, yeah. one of my favorite reviews is, is watch this along with the Insider Podcast. Then you get all your meat and potatoes, and then mm-hmm. we're the tiramisu that you choke on the powder afterwards. <laughs> exactly. We're your buddies. <laughs> we're your buddies on the couch. So we love it that you guys actually correct us or point out things that we might have missed because that's that's part of the fun for us. Because yeah. Dave and I will be like, oh yeah, because Dave and I we we talk like five times a week. You know, we're like, oh yeah, duh, yeah, right. Like that's kind of the fun. So. Uh, long story short, awesome uh, for you guys to pick stuff up and share it with us. Uh, MH Duncan on Twitter says the doctor was momentarily impressed, but mostly afraid. If your replacement from John Hopkins invites you to work with them, you will. Same if uh, Slash was sitting into jam with your garage band. Yeah, because if I'm in a room with some mobsters that look like they're about to kill me any second, and then Slash comes in, you know, I'd probably be like, "Oh, it's your band, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna go jam with some lower key people." All right, let's round this out with a couple with a few YouTube uh, listener correspondents. So, last one, uh, we have a new subscriber on YouTube, Jesse, which is awesome. We may have more, but uh, it's cool that Jesse uh, subscribed, and I got a notice for that, so I figured I'd throw it in there. Nice, uh, Ekimer. Ekimer, uh commented, as you know, the show's echo sting from other scenes of very different contexts. So, scraping the soles of the feet echoed one of Hank's Schrader's checkup exams. Hmm. Is to check the nervous system. So yeah, basically just looking to see because the bottom of the feet, there's a lot of nerves there, kind of ticklish. Just looking to see if if they respond. Yeah, totally. I like that, and I've kind of noticed that sometimes. But that's a good catch on that. Hmm. Uh, once again, critical thinking always, <laughs> <laughs> which is an awesome YouTube channel thing. Uh, once again, gives us shit for the pizza. We know, we know. Walt through the pizza. I get it. I get it. That doesn't change the fact that you can order a pizza in real life uncut. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't change any of that. (laughs) And then uh, Critical Thinking also says this wasn't about control over Nacho. He's obviously talking about the the, The ending. Yeah. Uh, This wasn't about control over Nacho. Gus did this so Bolsa would take the heat from Heladio and Gus could get his own supply of meth on the U.S. side of the border. It was uh, Bolsa's idea, right? He kind of incepted him. Because he, he had to find a new supplier. He, like, incepted him. Like, he didn't bring it up. He made Bolsa think it was his idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Good stuff. I like right. it. Right. All right, cool. Well, I, I want to add one. Su- I want to add one. Okay, sure. Um, and uh, on Twitter, Oculus Orbis. Who said every time mm-hmm. your brain asks why is this happening, consider it might be a Breaking Bad reference. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, sorry that you're uh, pulling your hair out. Don't pull your hair out. It's all just good fun. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> not only that, I'm gonna flip the script and I'm gonna say every time you watch Breaking 
Breaking Bad, maybe you should consider that it's a Better Call Saul reference because <laughs> Better Call Saul takes place first. Bam. <laughs> how do you like how do you like them apples? <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, everybody, thank you so much for commenting, sending us suggestions, telling us why we're wrong, telling us why we're awesome, uh, correcting us, all that good stuff. Make sure to check us out on TV Time, uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. Get a hold of us. You know how. I shouldn't have to say every damn method. Uh, you might even be able to send us a smoke signal. I can interpret that. It would be nice. <laughs> oh, oh, and I you forgot. Know, like the other day, there was a house on fire in my neighborhood, so I saw the <laughs> smoke signal. And I thought they were telling me to fuck off, so I didn't call the fire engine, but really what they were saying was, help, my house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I got to mention, I gotta mention one uh, that I forgot. Mm-hmm. Our newest iTunes review, a four-star review from local uh, Napervillianite, Krugs303, uh, who says we have hands down the best podcast theme out there. So shout out to Alex, Tom, and Don. Tom wrote it. Alex sang it. Don played the drums. Um, excellent work, gentlemen. Excellent. Awesome. Work. You know what? And while we're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna go crazy here. I'll do something really stupid and silly because I don't know why I just thought of this. But <laughs> speaking of music, Dave and I have mentioned that we're playing a show on October 13th in Julia, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Right, that is correct, Dave. That if is some of you correct. might have heard our our, our dumb our dumb versions of songs on the Nothing Important podcast, where Dave and I will like, you know, like sing some sort of song by a female artist, which obviously doesn't match our voices and stuff like that. But part of the mm-hmm. fun of it is that's just stupid, right? Yes. But if we get, let's say, ten, maybe ten. Let's go with ten. If we get ten reviews on iTunes. Dave and I will release an original song for you guys on the next preview with a prior. <laughs> and you guys can hear what kind of music Dave and I make when we make original music. We're going to lose half our listeners. Yes. <laughs> well, first we have to get it's the called, 10 reviews. <laughs> it's called self-sabotage and I hate myself. So everybody write three reviews. One of you write four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> math and uh and we'll see what happens so do it all right let's talk about episode 404 now that we bullshitted enough okay so episode 404 let's start with um so let's start with gus uh visiting gail at college um where Mm -hmm. they tried to make a 40 year old man look like he's 20 (laughs) (laughs) totally threw us off uh so he's got to find out who made that the purest i guess of the meth or find a different manufacturer so that'll mm-hmm. be so maybe maybe he'll now he'll find jesse pinkman i don't know it was jesse pinkman even cooking for gus but uh he's got to find something now maybe this will be like jesse pinkman's little buddies like little drug buddies yeah maybe maybe get like some badger or some uh i really don't want them to do the whole jesse pinkman thing i think that would be so incredibly lame who was badger's well, buddy skinny pete yeah, you know, maybe like bring maybe one of those Skinny Pete back. would be cool, right? Like let the lesser characters shine. I, I'd like yeah. to see Badger and Skinny Pete. You know what I mean? Like it's like our like podcast, I, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the whole Jesse Pinkman thing is—I know everybody wants it, but it honestly would feel kind of, kind of lame. I think it would maybe. be so lame. It depends on how. Four, it depends on how because it fits. It totally fits, and I totally like. Well, if it happens the way that, right? If it happens the way that everybody wants it to happen. 
then in my eyes, it would pretty much be like, oh, great. We spent basically five years and four seasons to lead up to one cameo. Uh, but right? it's more than a cameo at this point, I think, if they did it. I guess. I don't know. We I just think it would be disagree. lame. So, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Moving on. Next topic. Nacho has to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> he needs a new I hope. He needs a new rind on the nacho cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't um I, I would like to see them like actually portray him kind of incapacitated a bit. A little bit. Like I hope I hope there isn't like a time jump and he has a few bandages and like one crutch and all of a sudden <laughs> he's back to doing whatever the fuck it is Nacho does when he's not strong arming people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd like to see the trials and tribulations of being in his position where he's kind of owned by the opposition, but he still has to play it off the loyalties on his side with the Salamancas. But at the same time, he's kind of fucked up, right? Because that could lead to all sorts of cool scenarios where, you know, it could put him in grave danger because he has less of an ability to, right. to defend himself. Or it could put him in a situation where the antibiotics or whatever the vet gave him, you know, somebody could like hold those hostage over him or something. You Can know what get, I mean? Uh, that would be a, uh, uh, that would be a, uh, fair punishment that fit the crime. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> and so I, I hope that's where they go with that. I, I'd like to see some recovery, Nacho. right? Cause what about his dad? Which reminds me, I've been waiting to get to this. Brant had tweeted us. It was not a correction on how to, how to pronounce, Leonel, which we now know is Leonel. I talked to a Spanish teacher friend of mine. Uh, how come Nacho's dad didn't keep that money and Nacho took it instead? Which I don't have an answer to. Thanks for the tweet, Brant. Um, but mm. I don't know. Why does his dad get the money back? And is that going to be a, uh, and maybe an upcoming plot line? Is someone coming for the money that Nacho said nobody's coming for it? Was his dad supposed to take a percentage and give it to the mob? Like, I'm not really sure what's up with the money. Because Hector gave it right. to his dad. And like in a, such a condescending dickish fashion. Mm -hmm. So is that like the, Hey, get the well, fuck out of here. Take your money back. Plus I'd like to see from his, from his dad, obviously Nacho's got a, somebody's going to notice that he's all shot up. Right. <laughs> right. Unless he just disappears for a month or so. Yeah. How do you hide that? Like, Oh, I got a new tattoo is the area's a little sensitive. Right. Yeah. So, and his dad already said, well, when does this end for you? Yeah. Right. So what if Nacho now pretty much has to rely on his on his dad for help, and his dad is now very close? Because before it was it was Nacho's doing all this bullshit with these really bad people, mm -hmm. but now a shot up Nacho on the brink of death, the father is going to have to care for his son and see like the real life effects. Like it's not just him running around with bad people; it's. Now I have to keep my son from dying yeah. because he was running around. You know, it's a lot more real and intense at that point. Or he could cut him off at that point, too, and say, you know what? I tried. I cared. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. But, which which is possible. But I think a cool angle. Me, personally, I'd like to see the cool angle of Nacho's dad now having to take care of him because of what he got himself into. Right. I think that'd be very interesting. Okay. Uh, Copy and where does paste Jimmy go from? What? Oh, go ahead. Where does Jimmy go from here? I was going to say, copy and paste my last statement. I tried. I cared. I'm done. Add that to Kim. And mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have to see, you know, Kim. Kim's uh, dealing with her emotions based on the letter. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and say, like, the truth of the letter comes out. 
but mm-hmm. they're definitely going to have some sort of conflict or issue since he chased her in the bedroom. She shut the door in his face. All right. Maybe that scene will pick up right where it left off because I want that to happen one time this year. <laughs> where an episode, the next episode picks up a scene right where it left off. Right. Yeah. It just naturally like, oh, okay, this yeah. is where we're going now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited to see how it goes. I I think the season has been uh, pretty awesome and kind of intense so far. I mean, last year we kept talking about how the show probably finally found its legs. Yeah. And and this year. I feel like it's it's finally running. The drama is really palpable. Thick exactly. as pea soup. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so what do, what do you think is going to happen? Let us know before the show starts. Uh, it airs Monday on AMC. Make sure to tweet us, email, smoke, smoke signal, like my neighbor, <laughs> rest in peace. And also, <laughs> any way you want to get a hold of us, we just like hearing from you guys. We like going back and forth with you guys. Uh, send us fan mail, draw us a picture, who knows, put those likes, put those likes on iTunes and much to the chagrin of Dave, I'll release a song that we're, that we wrote. (laughs) Um, it'll be great. Good times. Thanks for hanging out with us. Check us out on TV time. Big, uh, supporters of what we do. Thank you. Uh, Dave. Well, I hope we see more of Mike next episode because we only got that one little scene. So I'm hoping some more of the Mm -hmm. security stuff comes up and causes some more issues. What if it's just like an entire Mike episode? <laughs> we had one of those. Remember we put the I like Mike, be like Mike theme song in front of <laughs> <laughs> Right? But wouldn't it be awesome if they they like did just a full I pretty much I want to see is um a full episode of Mike being a really old Jack Ryan. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> Because that's essentially what he is. Kind of. That's essentially that's essentially what he is. He's yeah. a really old, he's a really old, like, badass, right? Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just cutting you off. Unfadeable. Please don't try to fade him. Yeah, that is correct. Yes, please do not try and fade Mike Airman Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy has to sell the figurine. He's got to get rid of it so he can pay off the burglar. Oh, uh, yeah. So... Maybe that maybe he'll. What run if into Irene puts a there? bid on it or something? Like he throws it up on eBay and Irene puts a bid on it. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'd like to see Irene. She seemed like a very sweet old lady. Yeah. At least she got a mention this season. Yeah. By us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, Jimmy mentioned her. No. Well, he he alluded to her. We, he he just had that look on his face, and then we projected Irene onto it. Hmm. But you know that's what he's thinking about. Subtle. Totally. Good writing. Subtle. 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 All right. Much like us. All right. See you Monday after the show. (laughs) 